guys, it's Houston, and I hope that your March of 2021 is uh, starting off well, that you're healthy and whole and excited about uh, this new month uh, in front of you. I'm coming to you with another episode of the podcast where I recently just spoke to the London Screenwriters Festival uh, about how to uh, really put a premium on story worlds when you're developing multi-platform super story content. Uh, it goes um, about a little over 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, uh, but I think there's a lot of value in there for you, for people to really, really be thinking about story world. You don't have to be Marvel. You don't have to be Star Wars. You don't have to be you know, epic sci-fi or sword and sandal fantasy to have a good story world. Uh, a good story world is for every genre and every creator, so I hope you enjoy uh, this uh, episode, but also uh, don't forget to check out the London Screenwriters Festival, London Screenwriters Festival. It's an endless amount of speakers and sessions and festival stuff and just a lot of cool, fun opportunities for the screenwriters out there. So definitely check out the London Screenwriters Festival. They do a ton of stuff throughout the year. Uh, I think they've really kicked into high gear since everything has gone digital and over Zoom. And they've done a really, really good job of maximizing uh, that opportunity. So LondonScreenwritersFestival.com. Hope you enjoy this episode. Good evening. This is London SWF365. I'm Chris Jones, and it's Saturday. It's six o'clock, and it's Houston Howard Hour. Houston, I'm going to hand over to you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, super happy to be here. I, I spoke uh, spoke at this uh, festival last year. It was a lot of fun, and uh, had a, had I've, I've had the chance to connect with quite a few of you uh, since then. So I was really stoked when they invited me back. I guess I didn't screw it up too bad, but. Uh, um, you know, it's been an interesting time for me. One, uh, you know, I have an eight-day-old, so that's that's cool. Uh, also, I'm in Texas, and I don't know if anybody keep it, is keeping it uh, with what's going on in the states, but uh, Texas has been completely disaster zone with snow, uh, and uh, so I've been without power and water for days, but I've finally got it all back on just in time to, to hang in with you guys. So I'm sleep deprived, uh, unshowered, uh, but uh, super excited to to talk about uh, some, some things that can bring you value today. Um, but um, uh, I wanted to bring, sort of hit some different notes than I did in my last uh, session that I did here at the uh, London Screenwriter Festival. Uh, I, I talked about Superstory last time that, and and specifically um, sort of, you know, how to leverage a multi-platform model in today's world and the necess- necessity of that. I wanna do a little bit of that today, just in case some of y'all weren't here last time. Um, but I wanna uh, kind of go into some new, um, some new uh, areas of content uh, that I think can bring you value, which is uh, that of a story world. How do we create a story world? How do we do a little bit of world building um, that can really fuel and be the engine for a super story? as you develop in a, with a multi-platform mindset. 
even if you're writing, you know, uh, uh, small character drama scripts, uh, story world can be important as we'll be discussing today. So I'm excited to kind of to dig in with you guys. Um, so if you if you're if you're unfamiliar with who I am, um, my name is Houston Howard. Uh, Houston's my first name, not my last name. People get messed up. Um, Houston, like Whitney or the city. But uh, I am a transmedia professional. I uh, focus on multi-platform storytelling. Um, I'm actually a lawyer, uh, 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 trained as a lawyer uh, several years ago, decided not to practice law. I get on the other side of the, the transaction, I was practicing entertainment law, uh, shift to the other side of the transaction, get into writing and producing. Uh, started writing and producing uh, for film and television. And that, but my, I had a diverse creative background even before then, uh, I've, I've developed board games, I've written for the stage, I've you know uh, dabbled in music and some uh, songwriting and things like that, a lot of poetry, things like that. Uh, and so, uh, Early into my sort of Holly, quote unquote Hollywood career, I was able to diversify my um, my vision of, of 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 what my what my profession should be and what my career should be, and I really was looking uh, at how to develop content with with a multi platform mindset because I didn't just didn't want it to be one thing. I grew up a, a child of the eighties and nineties, you know, and on on uh, you know the, the the sort of the height of the the that those uh, early franchises, the um, you know GI Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, you know, Star Wars, big Star Wars fan, you know, just big IP that I love watching Saturday morning cartoons and then being able to read the comic books and then be able to uh, play the game uh, all throughout the week. And it just kept me engaged as a fan. And uh, so I've always sort of leaned into that uh, just personally. And so I like I like stuff like that. I, I uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan, big Marvel fan. Uh, love what what they're doing with the MCU. Uh, I like big IP. I like small IP too. Don't get me wrong. I love I love the 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 small character drama as much as anybody else. Um, but uh, ultimately, when it got into what I wanted to create, I wanted to create the things that I was a fan of. But it was incredibly difficult. So it 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 set me on a path of trying to figure out like a creative puzzle. How to uh, how to develop uh, things that work on multiple mul multiple platforms, and um, I ended up publishing a book called uh, "Make Your Story Really Stinking Big," uh, and then was uh, published through Michael Weesey. Uh, was one of the first books on the market that talked about how, as a creator, how you can shepherd an idea into a multi-platform plan, into a multi-platform world. Uh, that did really well. Uh, as soon as I published the book, I was able to then. Um, uh, Mattel called me, uh, and and I got him with them. and worked on a, um, a project called Monster High, which is a five hundred million dollar uh, year brand for Mattel. Worked on their multi platform plan. Uh, did multiple projects with them. Worked with the Disney Imagineers. Worked with Fox, Sony, um, uh, CBS, uh, ABC. Uh, uh, worked in film. Worked in um, television. Worked on streaming stuff. I've worked with. Dozens and dozens of novelists. I've worked in the video game space with Electronic Arts, uh, Electronic Arts with their Plants vs. Zombies IP. Um, worked with Atlantic Records in the music industry. But all, so, so I have a very diverse creative perspective here. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff in China. I've sold uh, a couple, a uh, couple projects, a couple scripts in, into China, transmedia projects into China uh, with Alibaba and Boda Film Group. Um, 
And uh, so I, I hit all this from a different angle than just the pure screenwriter, which I think is refreshing. I think that's good uh, because you guys maybe are the pure screenwriter and uh, it's good to hear somebody out of your circle kind of put pressure on some ideas. And so um, I, a couple of years ago, published my second book um, called You're Going to Need a Bigger Story uh, that um, that's done really well. And it's been it's been cool and um, getting ready to release a workbook component that goes along with that just within the next month uh, and uh, really prepping my third book called launch which is uh, going to be later this year so um, so uh, I'm sort of in this world of multi-platform development and uh, but it really kind of is 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 anchored w by film and television and you know I, I really uh, if you were to make me pick I, I look at myself as a, as a as a screenwriter first as a writer first um, but with an eye toward these other things. And so, so today I want to talk about tentpole vision and indie execution and, and what we need to be able to do that. And so, uh, what the reason I, I chose this title is, is, is simply because what people think when they think multi-platform is, 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 you know, we talk about star Wars, we talk about Marvel, we talk about, uh, you know, some of the bigger stuff, Harry Potter and, 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 uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, things like that. And, and you think temple and you say, well, I don't want to do sword and sandal fantasy. I don't want to do temples. I don't want to do epic sci-fi. I don't want to do superheroes or zombies. Um, and I get how all this model works for those types of stories. But, but, you know, uh, I just, I want to do the, the small romantic comedy. And, um, one thing that I would encourage you guys to understand and think of is, is examination of temples is, is very valuable whether you want to do a tent pole or not. Uh, that that is sort of you know that honestly is 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 meaningless whether you want to actually do it or not. We you should always examine things that lead the market uh, and uh, understand the things that lead the market because those are the things that are training audiences and those audiences are the same audiences that's going to watch uh, your stuff and read your stuff and uh, it's good to understand the principles they're into and if you can extract the principles that the tent poles are using and being able to apply those tent poles to uh, you know a shoestring budget film or or an indie script or or whatever the um, uh, I think that's where some magic can can exist. Um, you know, I always liken it to if you if you look up in the sky and you see a a Boeing seven seventy seven flying through the sky, that plane is using a um, uh, the law of lift to supersede the law of gravity. And that's how the thing is flying. Um, and and you, you may say, well, I don't have a billion dollars to have the law of lift supersede the law of gravity. And so you don't even try. But the fact of the matter is if you fold up a little piece of paper in a very specific way and you throw it across the room, guess what? That little paper airplane uses the law of lift to supersede the law of gravity. And so it's using the same principles as the big guy, even though you know we, we obviously have a scaled down budget, there, there's definitely differences in, in how far it will go, things like that, but it's using the same principles. And I think that is an interesting sweet spot that we can examine. If you say, okay, cool, like I, I get, I get it. I, I, you know, how do I tell some different stories and how do I, uh, uh, connect these, right. Whether it's just a podcast and, and, uh, you know, a short story on Wattpad and, and, and a script, how do I, how do I do that? Like, what's the creative acts asset that you need? And when you try to do it, uh, sometimes it's harder than you think. And typically that has to do with the lack of a good story world. Right. And so what I, what I call a story world is, is, is just, 
the 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 narrative universe where your stories exist and uh this is vitally vitally important to a to a super story model and so um so so the common denominator of all these multi-platform projects uh whether it's star wars the walking dead uh league of legends in, in video games something like batman or the matrix uh is that they all have great story worlds right so the things that are gonna again training audiences and leading the market all have these really super interesting story worlds right but in order to in order to understand this we have to understand the difference between story and story world they're they're very different things and and so we have to shape our mindset right so we understand the, the story of the lord of the rings you know frodo takes the ring uh throws it in the volcano saves the world right that's the story of the lord of the rings but the story world is middle earth Right? So when we're talking about story world, we're literally just talking about the geography of, of where the stories take place, right? And uh, where do all the stories come from? And uh, it's very different than, you know, this is bigger than Frodo, bigger than Bilbo, bigger even just than the one ring. Um, you know, something like Detective Pikachu. We know the story of Detective Pikachu, uh, but what's the story world? Rhyme City, right? It, it, it's a city where um, uh, where Pikachu and or uh, uh, uh Pokemon and humans can sort of coexist together, right? Uh, the story, we know the story of Game of Thrones, Starks versus Lannisters, et cetera, et cetera, right? Story world is a Westeros, right? Westeros and Essos. Uh, Stranger Things, we know the story, right? But that story world is Hawkins, Indiana. So you don't need sword and sandal fantasy. You don't need uh, uh, epic sci-fi to be able to have a good story world, right? I mean, I think Hawkins is interesting. Uh, even by itself, it's bigger than just Eleven and bigger than just Mike and the game. Game, right um the wire a new classic hbo series of the wire right uh we know the story of the wire but the story world is baltimore right it's a broader it's just a broader world than just this one story and that tv show is just one story that takes place in that world one of my favorite shows ozark you know the uh uh this crime drama of this of, of this particular family is the story the story world are the ozarks right now if anybody's ever been to the states to been been to the ozarks just a weird place right and it's interest it's an interesting place in and of itself and so great story worlds don't have to be genre specific um, and, uh, uh, you know, it, in this regard, right. Some of my favorite story worlds, uh, aren't sword and sandal fantasy or sci-fi or superheroes or, or zombies, uh, Bridgerton, I think, uh, that sort of that debutante England, uh, is, is just a really super interesting story world to, uh, to explore Deadwood, uh, again, HBO series, um, of that, that gold mining, silver mining, uh, uh, town of Deadwood, uh, South Dakota. I think it was super interesting and super cool, even beyond the story of Seth Bullock. Uh, Sharp Objects, I guess I'm just repping HBO at this point. Uh, the Amy Adams, um, uh, a Amy Adams, uh, I think it was Amy Adams, right? That, uh, that, that, that started in there and that's Wingap, Missouri. Uh, Wingap, Missouri, so this really interesting, weird, small town that, um, uh, that where the, the kids don't ride bikes, they roller skate and, and they, uh, they roller skate around town and everybody has a secret, right? Interesting place, right? Independent of any one particular story. And so, uh, so again, not genre specific. Here's my rule of thumb. If you wanna ask yourself uh, uh, whether you have a good story world or not, this is one thing that you wanna ask is, can you remove your main character and still have something cool? Right? 
can you remove your main character and still have something cool? So again, uh, easy example here is uh, is Batman, right? Uh, so we know the story of Batman, right? Story world of Batman is what? Gotham City. Now here's the trick. Is it possible to remove Batman from Gotham City and still have something cool left over? Yes, of course, it, you, of course you can, right? They have a whole TV show called Gotham that doesn't have Batman in them, right? So, so can can you remove Frodo from Middle Earth and still have something cool? Yes. Can you remove Luke Skywalker from Star Wars and still have something cool? Absolutely. Um, uh, can you remove Sherlock Holmes from Sherlock Holmes and still have something interesting? It's harder. Can you remove Rocky from Rocky and still have something interesting? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe, right? Uh, but it's it, it. So you start to start to see the difference between IP that's built around individual character and IP that's built around a world, right? And again, it's not it's not world or character. It's great world with great characters, right? But if you if you can take your main character out and you lose everything interesting about the piece and there's nothing interesting left over, that means your IP is vulnerable around that one character and uh, that everything is centered. And, and what you're gonna find is that you're not gonna have an engine that allows you to produce more stories uh, uh, you know, across platform over time, right? You have to have that good story world in place. Uh, you have to be able to describe it. it one thing I like to do is I like to do a story world log line uh, where I don't mention any characters at all, right? If you could, you know, we, we know, we understand log lines for, uh, for, for stories and scripts, right? Um, but try to do a log line just for your story world without mentioning your character or your story, your plot, right? And uh, and if you can make that sound awesome and interesting, you probably have a pretty good world, right? So something like um, The Purge, right? The Purge, uh, a story world logline for The Purge may be, uh, you know, The Purge is a dystopian America where all crime is legal for a day. That, I didn't mention any characters. I didn't mention a plot. I didn't mention anything that happens in any of the movies. I just described the world in the way that makes the world seem awesome, right? And so, uh, you know, again, Bridgerton, uh, you know, um, this, this uh, it, Bridgerton is a, a, a world of debutante England where uh, once uh, a year, there's the season that all these families try to marry off their kids, right? That, that doesn't talk about the any of the individual characters that just makes that world seem interesting right so can you describe the world in a way that is independently interesting that's going to show you whether you have a good story world or not right so so um so here's the thing i want you to you want you want you to take away from this is that if you don't have a story world you don't have story potential right beyond maybe your your one story that you're writing so if you don't have a story world you're not going to have story potential so no story world no story potential but look at this. If you know your story world, you will know your story potential. So it's really, really, see what I did there is to play on words. Super clever. Uh, the, uh, uh, if you know your story world, you're automatically going to know your story potential and you're going to know how you can then grow and scale the brand over time into multiple platforms, right? So it's really, really important for you to be able to, to identify this. So look at something like the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, we know the story of the Hunger Games. Katniss, she volunteers for the Hunger Games as tribute to, um, to save her her sister prim uh and she goes and kills a bunch of kids overthrows the government that's the that's the hunger games right but the story world is is pan in 
right? Bigger than Katniss. And it's a, it's a dystopian America where, uh, where uh, everything's been re reorganized into districts. Now, what's interesting about this, guys, is if you look at um, where Katniss is from, Katniss is from District 12. And District 12 is right over there, West Virginia, Kentucky, actually where I grew up uh, and I'm from. And if you watch the movie, she goes from District 12, she takes a train straight into that capital, that sea there, right? Right over there in like Colorado. And so, uh, and, and that's basically all that she explores in that world. That's it, right? She has a cup of coffee, I think in District 13 for five minutes, but then she's back to the Capitol. But pretty much that's all you explore. Now, if, if your only conception of that story world is through the eyes of Katniss, through that trilogy, then you think, wow, I've really explored quite a bit. You actually haven't explored very much at all. Right. Uh, look at how much other story potential is there. Every district has stories that they may not all be movies. Right. But they may be a podcast, maybe short stories, maybe a self-published novel, maybe a concept album with music, maybe an indie video game, a mobile game, an app, an interactive website, something, you know, that 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 you could produce about District 8 or District 9 or up there in the Yukon. L.A.'s not even on the map anymore. What's left over there? Right. Um, uh, one thing that I think is super interesting is if you look at District 4 and District, what is that, District 11, they both extend down into Mexico beyond Texas, right? So if I had, if I had the rights to the Hunger Games franchise right now, the first thing that I would do as soon as I hung up with you guys, I would call Univision up, which is a Hispanic, uh, a Spanish language broadcaster. I would pitch a Spanish language Hunger Games TV show not about Katniss, because that story is already told. I would pitch a Hunger Games TV show about District 4 and District 11 and, and, and maybe a conflict that they have on the border between their two districts and what's going down there in Mexico while while Katniss is doing her deal up north, right? I would make it Spanish language targeted to that Hispanic demographic, right? If you if 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 it's a, a valuable piece of the puzzle, guess what? That American audience is still going to migrate down to watch that show, even if it's subtitled, right? Because they want that piece of the puzzle. But it also creates an entry point from the international audience to now flow right into that Hunger Games IP. Here's the punchline, though: I would have never even known that was a possibility had I not actually understood what the story world was because the story world is not Katniss's adventure, right? It, I really need to understand the geography and I need to understand sort of how this thing works together uh, in order to get that, um, to understand that, that potential. So I'm going to skip some of these. Um, the, the revenue potential of your brand, I'm telling you all, the revenue potential of your brand completely depends on your story world. It just really, really depends on the story world. And why do we care about revenue potential of the brand? Here's why. Uh, is what I call the story world butterfly effect. Story worlds create story potential, which is awesome, right? Just the ability, it's an engine that creates more stories for you. Why do we care about story potential? Story potential creates revenue potential. Why? Why is there more revenue potential? There's more revenue potential because there's more story potential, right? That you can create more product. Right. So, so, so now instead of one movie, we have three movies instead of three, just three movies, we have three movies and two books and, you know, three mobile games or whatever, uh, and, 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 and a, and a podcast to boot, right? Th those additional products create more revenue potential for this particular brand. Why do we care about revenue potential? One, you should care about revenue potential because you shouldn't be a starving artist. Right. And then two, you should care about revenue potential. Even if you don't produce all that other content yourself, 
just having that revenue potential baked into the cake of your script, guess what? Revenue potential attracts buyers because buyers, which, you know, executives, people that acquire the studios, the, uh, you know, the, the financiers, whoever they are, uh, these buyers are looking at revenue potential and, and, and it just makes sense. It's like buying in bulk and, uh, it's, it's, they, they see revenue potential attached to certain, certain stories and the more revenue potential attached to your story, the more attractive they're going to be to it. Of course, of course it can't be a crap script. Of course it needs to be great. You know, uh, we have to have great characters, great plot, but if presuming you have that, if you can then build revenue potential through story potential, through a great story world around that, now you've set yourself apart from the other scripts that don't have that, right? And then why do we care about buyers? Because happy buyers means happy creators, right? We're selling stuff and, and, and we're, 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 we're making deals. We're, we're, we're actually now in the game and, uh, and, and, and that's what, you know, that's what matters. And, and so that's how we're not starving artists, right? So all this stuff kind of flows together in one big meaningful way. So investing in the story world is like investing in bulk. So just think about this. I, I had a, I had a, a Sony executive explain this to me like this. He said, Houston, he said, uh, if you bring me a script, that's one, that's a really good one-off script. And then somebody else brings me a really good one-off script that is a good script. It's going to be a good movie, but it has a really interesting story world that I know we could probably exploit over three other different three different platforms over the, the uh, over uh, the next ten years, right? If I can exploit it over three different platforms, get ten extra stories out of that script over the next ten years. Guess what? Guess which one I'm going to put a priority on? The other one. Why? Uh, because if you can get 10 extra stories plus the one story, then all of a sudden you now have 11 stories for the price of one. It's like going to Costco and buying in bulk, right? It, it's the exact, it's the exact same thing. And so if you watch, if you watch the script sales in the market, right, they, right now, I mean, COVID sort of disrupted, but especially before COVID, pre-COVID, watch what, watch what is being gobbled up. Watch what the things that are being put in development, watch the things that Netflix and Amazon and Disney uh, are, are going after. And there, there are these things that have these really interesting story worlds attached because the focus in the market now is how do we how do we one make a good movie of course right but once we make that good movie how does this ip then flow into the the rest of the 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 uh the ecosystem of our business so we can exploit this ip over time in as many ways possible right which is good for the creator good for the company and great for the fans because now fans get more story right and so uh so this so so this is why uh uh this is why studios are very attractive to things that have story worlds uh, because it creates that story potential uh, that is attached to the brand. So I want to, the last few minutes, and then I want to open it up to Q and A. So get ready for some Q and A in just about six minutes or so. Uh, Cause I want you to hit me with a zillion questions with this stuff. A couple things that I wanted to throw at you guys when, when designing a story world, right? Think about the first step is just think about the map. Honestly, just think about the map. And I know this is geography and you guys are writers and I'm a writer and I get it. Like geography is sort of a different part of the brain, but understanding the map when it comes to uh, your your script and your story, super, super important, right? So I remember reading Lord of the Ring, Rings when I was a kid and I love being able to go to the front of the book and, and look at the map, right? It creates an extra level of engagement uh, with the fans when you have a map, right? But even if you never show them the map, it just helps you as a writer 
to understand the geography of your world and where everything is, and uh, and, it, and it helps it helps to limit continuity errors, right? When when uh, when you're especially when you're exploiting across platform because you're keeping everything in the same place. Um, you know, even something like Snowpiercer has a map, right? This is just the map of the train, and you see where different things are located on the train. Uh, and it just it again, it just it helps make it feel real. Now it's, it takes it out of sort of this. Uh, this, if you know, this broad idea in your head, uh, and now you understand that this is where the prison section is. There's the water supply. There's the greenhouse. It's a super important as a writer to understand where the water supply on the train is, right? Because that then uh, helps plot. Even just, even if you're just working on one story, it helps develop that plot of that one story because that's now an important uh, car in this other train. Right. If you're working on a real world story world like uh, Daredevil, Daredevil uh, is set in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Super easy to be able to do that map. You just Google map it and then you just screenshot it and draw a box around it. So this is Hell's Kitchen, New York. And so, again, it's helpful to understand where uh, Matt Murdock's law office is and where Jessica Jones's um, uh, private investigation office is and where, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know the the villain is from, and what happened over at the the convention center, and how far away is the convention center from Hell's Kitchen Park? And it, it just helps sort of form out the idea of the story world beyond just that individual story, right? Then once you sort of get a map of the specific primary location, right? What I would encourage you guys to do is then think about how can you make it bigger. How can you sort of broaden this IP out in, in, in an in interesting way, right? Um, because if you think about Harry Potter, the idea of Harry Potter was centered around a school that, that taught children how to be magicians, right? And, and that's awesome. And so that's Hogwarts, right? But even beyond Hogwarts, uh, J.K. Rowling then th started thinking, okay, what is beyond Hogwarts? So how do I do Diagon Alley? And where's you know where does Hagrid live? And you know uh, she started to put all this other stuff outside of Hogwarts, right? Which then helped flesh out that story. But guess what? Guess what the addition was beyond this? Now this is actually the map of the story world. This is the map of the Wizarding World, right? Where Hogwarts is just one particular school on this broader map. Now, now, uh, because now the it's gone from just Hogwarts, a school that teaches kids how to be wizards, and 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 it's gotten it into a, it's an alternate dimension of Earth where wizards exist and and wizard schools exist. And there's a school in New York, and there's a school in Africa, and a school in South America, and there's a school in Asia, and a school in the UK, and and all of these have story potential attached to it which increases the story potential of the entire brand that increases the revenue potential of the entire brand, which makes it more attractive to buyers, right? Of course, of course it's there. You say, well, she didn't come up with all that stuff until late in the game. Not actually, you know, it, 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 she came up with it earlier than you thought. You go, go back and read the books. When she started to introduce the Triwizard Tournament, right, in the books, the Triwizard Tournament were what? from kids from other schools that were now competing in the Quidditch match. And she already started to seed this idea of there's other schools beyond Hogwarts, right? Doesn't mean that you have to exploit it right then. You just plant the seeds for, for a growth plan moving forward. And obviously it worked out for her, right? Uh, Game of Thrones, the idea of Game of Thrones is centered on this the, the seven kingdoms, right? But guess what uh, George R. R. Martin did? He went and uh, added uh, Essex, right? Which, which is outside of the idea of the seven kingdoms by adding 
Essos and the Dothraki Sea and uh, uh, Karth and Valyria and uh, Pintos and all these other places, right? What that does is it increases story potential because now there's story potential added to all of these things um, beyond just the Seven Kingdoms. So, so think about that. Think about the map. How do you make your map bigger? And here's the last little tip I want to give you when you think about story worlds is uh, is I want you to think about groups, not individual characters, groups, not individual characters. So you think about something like Iron Man, right? Iron Man, uh, if you're thinking how many good Iron Man stories can I tell across platform? Um, uh, I don't know. Let's be super generous to Iron Man uh, because we love him 3000. And let's say we can tell 100 good stories about Iron Man. Uh, uh, across platform, um, uh, and that's what we got, right? Maybe it's less, maybe it's more, I don't know. Uh, but uh, across comic books and video games and movies and TV, 100 good Iron Man stories, right? That's awesome. But if we take one superhero and make that one superhero a bunch of superheroes, a group of superheroes, guess what we've done? We've increased story potential because I can still tell that the 100 stories of Iron Man still, but now I can tell 100 stories about Captain America and 100 good Thor stories and 100 good Black Widow stories and you know 100 good um, uh, uh, Hulk stories and the one good Hawkeye story and you know a Nick Fury story. Like I've increased story potential that increased revenue potential, which makes the brand more attractive, right? And if you, especially if you watch what's going on with, um, with, uh, with superheroes, you know, superhero IP is built around groups, right? I talked about, um, you know, Luke Skywalker could have been the only Jedi in the galaxy. Guess what? He's not the only Jedi in the galaxy. We go one Jedi to a group of Jedi, right? Good Jedi, bad Jedi increases story potential. Um, go back to Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, is, is just an individual. But now in the modern media environment, right? What did Netflix do? They went from one Sherlock Holmes, one Holmes to a whole family of Holmes, right? So now we have Sherlock, we have his brother, we have Enola Holmes, right? And so this increases story potential. We have mob, right? So what they've done is they've quadrupled the story potential of the brand just by adding three extra characters, right? It's, it's, it's a real super easy calculation that we can make when you're thinking in groups. So instead of just thinking of like the, uh, you know, uh, John Wick, the assassin, don't just think about one assassin. Think about lots of assassins. Think, uh, you know, and what does a world of assassins look like? And where do they live? And where do they stay? Ooh, that would be cool if there was a hotel where they all stayed. And that's the Continental Hotel, which creates story potential for you. Um, if you say, if your if your story is about one cancer patient, um, then uh, uh, maybe you say, okay, well, one cancer patient, and into lots of cancer patients. Right. Or maybe uh, lots of different uh, patients of different illnesses. And, and, and it's just a, a creative um, uh, brainstorming exercise. Right. Not not just one father or one mother, a group of mothers. And how can I then explore that? There's a lot of power that comes from thinking in groups. And I want to uh, end with this with this story. I think is, is super interesting is uh, there was a um, there was a. Um, 
a uh, a guy a document uh, documentarian who approached me and he was doing a documentary of a kid that lived in uh, one of the worst ghettos in Chicago and um, and he wanted to do a documentary about this kid's endeavor to get out of the um, uh, of the ghetto right and he wanted to film this documentary of this kid and he, and he came to me and says Houston I'm I'm not sure what to do because I can't find financing for my documentary and um, uh, how do I use transmedia to increase that uh, that offering? I said, well, you need to figure out what your story world is. What's your story world? He said, well, it's the kid. I said, no, 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 it's not. The, the kid is the character, right? And the kid is the story. But 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 what's the story world? And it's this the, this housing unit in, in 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 Chicago. It's the ghetto itself, right? And I said, okay, so who are the other people that live in that housing unit? And how can we tell their stories? And he came up with a story. You know, he came up with one one guy that lives there. Uh, did some research. There was an old, uh, um, uh, uh, I think it was a Korean War veteran that was there, the Purple Heart recipient uh, that had all these amazing war stories. There was there were two twins that uh, stood outside. Uh, these two little girls that were like 13 years old. They were identical twins that that uh, they rapped on the street corner, and they had, were really super talented musicians and rappers. Um, there was this old lady who would cook for a lot of people in the building and did spend her whole day cooking and delivering food. And whenever she would deliver food, she would deliver the food and she would tell them a dirty joke and like like make a grown man blush type of a dirty joke, right? And that was just her thing. And he was going over, so that, you know, these are all these other people that actual people that live in this actual place. And I said, great, tell all their stories. Right, think that turn it into a brand, not just a product. And so all of a sudden, we sketched out, you know, some ideas, and and he decided to to actually uh, help the girls produce an album. The rappers produce their album. Uh, he wanted to. He took all the the guys, uh, the the war veterans' uh, war stories, and he published them in a self published novel that's sort of an anthology of these war stories. Uh, he came up with a cookbook for the old lady, where he took all her recipes. And on one side of the cookbook, he had the recipe, and the other side, it had a dirty joke right that went with the recipe and then there was also the documentary and then he created synergy between them all so in the documentary he made sure he showed all of these characters then in the cookbook there was references to the girls and in the girls songs they were referencing the, the the war veteran that lived down the hall from them right and so all of a sudden he identified that story world identified not just one person that lives in, in in the ghetto but 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 multiple people that do he went and looked at it the group uh rather than just the individual and all of a sudden that one documentary became a brand with synergy a branded ecosystem and he was able to now take that to an investor who who saw multiple ways to be able to generate revenue into the brand and get a return on the investment multiple ways to to build a broader awareness for the documentary and and ultimately more stories that that sort of uh, give visibility to the plight of these people living in those conditions and so that i think is is the interesting opportunity when it comes to developing story world and that principle is the same principle that is being used in the MCU that's being used in Star Wars Harry Potter Dune all these things that we're seeing hit the market it's all the exact same principle just extracted and contextualized to smaller market content so so when you want a good story world look, think about a story world that that can support multiple stories how many stories can you get out of there uh, multiple mediums can it be movies and books and podcasts and board games and the more the better right multiple genres can you have a story world that has a horror uh, story and a romance story and an action adventure story and a mystery and and, and the more genres the better uh, and and obviously multiple characters uh, the more characters you can follow the better. Uh, as well. So um, 
So that's my time here. Uh, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Houston underscore Howard. Uh, you go to superstory.works. Uh, and I also have a podcast that you could check out. Uh, it's called the Superstory Podcast uh, that I think would be uh, helpful for you guys as we move on to this um, conversation of story worlds. So that's all I got. Chris, I don't know how much time we have left. Do we have time for we, we any have, questions? We are fully out of time. Um, okay. But... Uh, if we if if you're up for it, Houston, we'd love to have you back for a special Zoom conversation at any time because I know you got a baby. So between sure. now yeah. and the end of time, <laughs> we'll we'll yeah, make yeah, it sure. happen. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Brilliant. Thank you so, Thank much, you so much. Appreciate it. So let's everybody let's give a virtual uh, round of applause for Houston for speaking at two thousand miles an hour and enlightening <laughs> us in expanding our mind universe. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and hope you don't freeze to death over over there in Texas. Um, and uh, I look forward to that Zoom as soon as we can. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Houston. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.